Blog Talk Radio. January the 29th. Boy, time is really flying by here for 2013. I hope you're all doing well out there in this new year and um, taking in the best of everything a new start has. Of course, you can always make a new start in life. So welcome to the Mind Whisperer today. And we have, a again, very provocative title for the show. Uh, we're talking about how honest are you with yourself? And continuing the theme of uh, the topics we've had in the last few weeks, really coming back to taking a very critical perspective on the notion of self and ego, really. And conventionally, most people look at ego as a trait. So it's something that signifies being arrogant or self-centered or caught up in yourself. But ego really is identifying an aspect of consciousness, an aspect of how we relate to one another and really how we construct identity. It's not really a fixed thing. It really is a concept that um, you know was identified by Freud to signify, you know, that aspects of, of character and how we build our, our structure, our identity. And the problem is, from a mindfulness point of view, that uh, we're conditioned very, very early on to attach to the idea that ego is who we are. And again, ego is just a function of character and, you know, very basic identity about ourselves. But we really do become very fixated and latch on to this identity, like it's a, a uniform or it's um, a flag that we carry, you know, it's, it's the it's the castle in which we live, and that castle can really become a prison. And how does that relate to our topic today? Well, very directly, because it takes extraordinary self awareness to observe the effect that ego has, to be able to penetrate, you know, the outer defenses of that castle wall and really have the courage and vulnerability to just relate to yourself as a being in all of your fear and all of your insecurity and who this self truly is that's that's not defined by all of the experiences we've had and what you know how we relate to other people and what we've learned you know to mostly detrimentally in how to relate to the world and that is based on fulfilling some kind of expectation or some kind of social standard about who we're supposed to be. And really, if we were fundamentally operating from self, without reactivity, without conditional acceptance of ourselves or other people on a moment-to-moment basis, we would be relating much more openly, much more uh, empathically in the sense of relating to other people from a place of compassion, that we are uh, recognizing we are this open-hearted self, who you know struggles with 
um, trying to hang on to some kind of secure identity. And really what we are is just, you know, fragile beings who are moving through life and prone to, you know, having our hearts um, broken or, you know, having disappointing experiences in life. And that's what in Buddhism is referred to as impermanence, that it fundamentally puts us all into the same space, that we have no control over, over death, over sickness, and um, over aging. And so we're all in the same boat. But we're all kind of running around trying to strengthen ourselves against these impossible things that are beyond our control and pretending that somehow we're okay with it all. And, and there's no reason to. That creates more suffering. So very specifically today, uh, lest I go on too long about that, I want to address this issue of being authentic. So the question is, how do you know if you're living from your core values, your highest values? So let's just assume you know what your most important values is. And I'll get to, you know, what if you don't in just a moment. But if you know, for example, your highest value is to be a very spiritual person, let's say, and, and to, you know, be very considerate of other people and and um, be compassionate. Let's just start with that higher value. Well, how do you know if you're living from that place? If you truly are being that person and that you're honoring those values within yourself, the answer is very simple. You look at what shows up in your life on a daily basis. Is what shows up in harmony, does it resonate with that core value? So if you are attracting situations, relationships, dynamics with other people, because really all of life is a relationship to reality. Other people are, you're relating to other human beings, you're relating to experience is really what it is. Um, so all of life is truly relational because we're subjective beings. We build our our relationship to reality and experience based on how, on how we perceive it and how we interact with it. So you ask that question, well, what is showing up, number one? And two, is that thing that's showing up resonating with that highest value? So if you're able to identify the, that highest value for yourself, what's most important to you, it clarifies a lot of things. So if you're attracting conflict, if you're attracting ambiguity with other people or uncertainty, if you're attracting people who seek your advice and counsel, then you can filter all that through that question is, does that resonate with my highest value being compassion and spirituality, say? Um, and you'll know how it feels. So people are coming to me to seek advice. I'm able to be of benefit to them. They're very grateful. That resonates with me, and everybody wins. And this is truly the definition of, say, compassion in Buddhism, which is that it includes you as well. Well, let's say you're not clear on what your highest value is. That's quite common for people, and, and it's a very common question I get uh, coaching and, and, and uh, counseling people, because I don't know who I really am. I don't really know. I haven't identified what my the most important thing is. So let's start from that basic premise of how do we identify that. And so again, we come back to this snare that we're in, this um, kind of paradox that we're in, that we've got this identity to function in the world, but it kind of enslaves us because it keeps us from really connecting to who we truthfully are inside because the, the identity that we attach to with the ego is really about trying to be okay in the world vis-a-vis -vis other people. So typically what people have revolving in their in their mind and their consciousness about you know what's important to me is should. 
well, maybe I should do this or should I do that? I don't know. And you get into this um, circular argument in your own mind. And should is always a signifier that you are measuring the validity of your intentions or actions externally. In other words, you're, you're gauging what's most important by placing it outside of yourself on the expectations of other people. And you may not identify that immediately, that, well, that's what my parents think or that's what my friends think or my boss thinks or society thinks. But essentially, that is going through the filter of ego, that I need to know that it's externally going to be okay. And what you know intrinsically, based on who you are, you are unique, unlike anybody else. You don't need an answer from the, that's externally validated because there's no one else there who can validate who you are because you know. So this is the really clarifying and um, consciousness-raising aspect of um, meditation and mindfulness and not necessarily in a religious or spiritual sense, but just in terms of self-inquiry, of being with your being without all of those layers of identity and all those layers of experience and filters of how other people are going to perceive it, you are able to sit with what is authentically true for you, whether it's sad or resentful or envious or ecstatic or whatever it is. And that can, and so having the courage to just be with that means you're honoring your true experience in the world. And that's what's going to truly guide you. That's your compass. So anytime you find yourself wobbling about what it is you really want, you can say to yourself, how much of what I'm asking myself is being um, trying to find an echo back from the world. And so that sets you up to never find it. It's sort of an empty, bottomless pit because you'll look to the world and maybe temporarily you'll find something. Oh, I want to look like, you know, um, a movie star or I want to be really rich, okay? And so that external thing, sure, it's a goal and there's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to be successful and materially happy. But the problem is is that it's it's an external measure. And the self that is you is not defined by how much by anything that's external. The self that is you is timeless and, and eternal and without any fixated trappings. So you're kind of already imposing uh, an artificial standard on yourself. Now, I'm not saying that those and your particular goals to be successful are wrong. Money is not inherently bad. It's just an experience and uh, an energetic relationship to the world. But what I'm saying is on a very basic level, if, unless you're really connected to you know, your, your relationship with yourself, you are going to be swung around you know, like, a, like a leaf in the wind looking for ground to land on. So, um, identifying what's most important to you really comes down to a very simple test, and that is this. What, if I only had one value, what would be the number one thing above all else? What is my most non-negotiable value? And what I mean value is the thing that's important to you, the thing, your operating principle in life. So we may want money, we may want, you know, a relationship, we may want fame, we may want to live, you know, peacefully off the grid in the country somewhere, um, we may want more friends, all of these things, whatever they are, those are goals. 
but the thing that's going to guide you is your strongest value. So here's another way to look at it. If you were at the end of your life, and let's all presume we're going to have a long and healthy life, and you're able to look back, what will be the thing that you'll say was your greatest accomplishment over your lifetime now and that will give you the greatest um, sense of satisfaction and ease to leave this life? Will it be a made-up pile of money? Maybe. I'm not here to judge that's the most important thing to you. But generally speaking, what the research shows is that the most pervasive thing that people identify at the end of their life is, did I love well and was I loved? So that that kind of a value goes beyond material things. It goes beyond, we're really at the end of our lives, we really are only concerned with the thing that's that's the most important thing at the beginning of our lives, which is, am I okay? Am I a good person? Am I loved? And can I be a loving being? And it's funny how that's, you know, closes the loop for us, how we enter into this world and our inherent experience is based on how loved we feel. And then as we progress and develop as, as beings into adulthood is, do I have the capacity to love other people and, and be loved back? But, you know, that may not be the thing you identify the most. It may be that you need to be a spiritual being. It may need to be that you need, you need to be a very healthy, you know, health conscious and, and fit person. That's the most important thing to use your health. It might be your family, which is a wonderful quality to think of other people first. So the other thing to help you identify your strongest value is what would you what would be your greatest achievement in life if you had no fear and no obstacles? What would be the thing that you would most want to accomplish over your lifetime? And the the hint the hint here is that what goes with that inevitably, is the thing you're most scared of. So if you want to be a public speaker or you want to run your own business or you want to become an artist or any of these kinds of goals in life that require a lot of hard work and, and inspiration, you know, ask yourself, if there were no fear or obstacles, what would that thing be? And that's going to lead you to not the, the, the identity, that's the ego, not the outcome, that's the ego, but the essence of who you are in the world. So if you become a great speaker or a leader or um, an artist, it's going to be the essence of what that carries, that you are creative, that you are inspirational, etc. And it, we don't have time. We'll get into it in the next program about the dangers of not being in your highest value. So we'll get into that the next uh, program or so and to look at what happens if you're not living from that authentic place. I hope you enjoyed the show. As always, tune in next week. <laughs> 